0: searched the history books your brains everything everywhere and wondered why isn't there an event something that pulls everyone together that unites us all into one big race the human race one great big world there is and it used to happen every four years now it's been changed so it happens every two years And lucky us, it's now happening happening back to back this year and next year in 2022. I'm talking, of course, of the intro at the beginning of this episode, the greatest sporting event I have ever witnessed and I have ever had the joy of experiencing in my entire life, in my entire existence. And lucky enough, my sister... Got to go up to Vancouver in 2010 and experience the events that occur up there, and that are, this is the Olympics. And there is never there there is never an event, including the teams that I su- for the teams that I support, there is never an event anywhere in existence ha- in a, in the world that I love and, ad- and and adore as much as the Olympics. It's so. It fills you with so much pride, not just, in, not just in national pride, but it fills you with more importantly, with moreover, it fills you with pride in humanity, pride in people, and look what we can do, what the human race is capable of. And we, we are capable of such amazing and such beauty and such pageantry and such majesty that it's it's hard to fathom and we've often thought and people had abstract visions and thoughts in their head of what what can we do what what kind of species are we and this is this is an example of that this is this is the kind of people we can be. We can be an entire planet, an entire species that unites together to, sure, compete against each other. And different nationalities across the globe. But we can unite together as one. We can come together every two years. And it's different for this year this year because we had like I said we have two back-to-back two back-to-back Olympics the summer's this year in Tokyo and the winter's next year but it's we can come together and we can honor and we can admire and respect the true athletes um, Michael Phelps Simone Biles um, we can we can we can honor the 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 uh, amazing athletes that strive and push themselves as far as beyond what they knew that they could do, and they 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 do things that that is almost superhuman, and they're not people who do these professionally like professional athletes, hockey players, basketball players, baseball players, what have you. There are people who practice and practice and do this stuff their whole life. They're average people just like you and I. And they're people who strive to put themselves on a level where the world watches them. And the world says, and they can show the planet and show show the species, this is who I am. This is what I can do and it's it's beyond incredible it's just amazing and it's how we pull ourselves together in the world and we come together to celebrate how each each nation it's just it's it's a beautiful thing and i cannot tell anyone just how amazing the olympics are and my producers will 100% agree it it comes together... We come together to show... The pride in humanity. And the things... We're capable of such beautiful things. And it's... I agree. I 100% agree. And it's just so thrilling... To watch the Olympics. And to get enthralled. And to get... Drawn into things like that. There... Um, there are things that... That... You've seen swimmers do it. And swimmers pull... Pull amazing feats and do do incredible things, and it's 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 unbelievable, and it makes you wonder a little bit about the history and where this where this has all come from, and how it all might have started. And it's interesting because the modern Olympic Games are are leading are the leading international sports, the creation the international sports the featured athletes in the leading international sports from across the globe. Their creation was inspired by the ancient Olympic Games, held in Olympia, Greece, from the 8th century BC to the 4th century AD. Baron Pierre de Coubertin founded the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, in 1894, leading to the first modern Games in Athens in 1896. The IOC is the governing body of the Olympic movement with the Olympic Charter defining its structure and its authority. The evolution of the Olympic movement during the 20th and 21st centuries has resulted in several changes to the Olympic Games. Some of these adjustments include the creation of the Winter Olympic Games for snow and ice sports, the Paralympic Games for athletes with disabilities, and the Youth Olympic Games for athletes aged 14 to 18. And they also have evolved into the five continental games, the Pan American, African, Asian, European, and Pacific, and the World Games for sports that are not con- contested in the Olympics. The IOC also endorses, or endo- also endorses the deaf the deaflympics and the Special Olympics. The IOC. I lost my place in my notes here. The IOC has needed to adapt to, to, to a variety of economic, political, and technological advances. To, from the abuse of amateur rulers in Eastern Bloc nations, have prompted have prompted several several changes throughout and throughout the throughout the world, throughout the evolution of the games. The Olympic movement consists of international sports federations national olympic committees and organizing committees for each of the for each specific olympic games as a decision making body the IOC is responsible for choosing and for choosing the host city for each game and is, and organizes and funds the or the games according to the olympic charter the IOC also determines the olympic game program consisting of the sports to be contested at the games. There are several Olympic rituals and symbols, such as the Olympic flag and the Olympic torch, as well as the opening and closing ceremonies. Over 14,000 athletes have competed at the 2016 Summer Olympics and 2018 Winter Olympics combined in 35 different events over 400 and over 400 events. The first, second, and third place finishers in each event received the gold, silver, and bronze medals respectively. The games have grown so much that nearly every nation is now represented. This growth has created numerous challenges and controversies that have included boycotts, doping, bribery, and a terrorist attack in 1972. Every 2 years, the Olympics and its media exposure provide athletes with the chance to attain national and sometimes international fame. The games also provide an opportunity for the host city to con- and host country to showcase themselves to the world. There are there are amazing things that 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 can come from this event. That can come from That can come from these things and I have repeatedly said there's several several things have to be thought of several things had to be have to be discussed or brought into issues that think about or that talk about why host cities have to have new buildings or new arenas or new whatever established to accommodate the Olympic events there have been billions and billions of amazing incredible feats that have been accomplished in the games things that no one ever imagined could could happen did and somehow these athletes who have trained their entire lives for these things end up pulling some amazing feats out like one of my favorite events, favorite moments that I've ever seen in any games was by Maya Dorado in, when she was swimming and I forget the exact, the exact event uh, against Katinka Hosu and Hillary Caldwell and several other names that just just shot right out of my brain. So I apologize to those ladies. Um, but there were, like, Katinka Hosu was, was projected throughout the whole race and the entire games to be the favored, to be the, the leader, the, the certain gold medalist, the guaranteed gold medalist. And there was things during the race, and there was swimming that Maya just pushed, and she pushed and pushed and pushed and forced herself to go as to go as far as her training, and then above and beyond it, and do more than she thought she was ever capable of, and she eked it out, like because she had her foot above. When you when you're when you're going towards the when you're going towards the wall, you have to reach out with your arm backwards and touch the wall. But as you're doing so, one of your feet has to be above the surface of the water, so. She had a foot above the surface of the water. And she just reached back extra far... And pushed herself even farther to get there faster. To accomplish something that no one projected her to do. Or that projected anyone to do. And Maya Dorado's win in that game is just beyond awesome. It was just one of my my favorite Olympic events of all time. And I would urge each and every one to go onto, I found it on YouTube, to go onto YouTube or wherever it else else it is that you get videos or you find things like that, go onto YouTube and watch Maya Dorado's race against Katinka Hosu and Hillary Caldwell. And watch it. It's just incredible what she was able to do. And there is nothing, nothing. Everyone wants to be a gold medalist. Everyone... Should strive and strive to hit the top of the bar, be a gold medalist, but there is nothing wrong with being a bronze medalist or a silver medalist. Nothing you should be just as proud as to be a silver medalist or a bronze medalist as the gold medalist is. It's just to achieve that kind of notoriety probably prob- probably wrong word choice there, but to achieve that kind of that kind of popul- popularity is better or famousness famousness I just created my own word they create it, to achieve that kind of popularity and famousness because of be- because of what you've done, getting any medal is just an incredible thing to be proud of, and in any event. I'm using that one in particular, but in any event, Hillary Caldwell and Katinka Hosszu should be should be crying tears of just pride and joy in themselves, and they should be just pr- as pr- as proud or joyous as Maya Dorado was. You you want to get gold, and you want to gold as as quickly as you can, but you to achieve a bronze medal in the Olympic Games is beyond pride, beyond that. And it's because it's a a stage, like I said earlier, it's a stage where not just your fellow citizens in your own country are watching, but the entire world is looking at you and watching you. And to be able to do what you've trained for and what comes so naturally to you because you've trained for it and to be that good, any metal, specifically gold, but to be that good and get any medal because of it, is just an immense level of pride, and just just something that anyone and everyone should be so beyond proud proud of, and so amazed of. And on that note, I feel a sneeze creeping up, so I'm going to creeping up like sneaking down my nose, and it's going to pop out any second, most likely when I least expect it or want it to. See I tried to move the mic away from my nose. So sorry. Hopefully you didn't hear that. Hopefully I moved it far away enough so you didn't hear it or hear much of it at all. But yeah, it's just it's it's just amazing. And the strength and the ability of these people to just perform on a on an international level is beyond awesome. And it leads me to think about how did it begin? Where did it come from? Now here comes the sneeze again. <coughs> the ancient Olympic Games were religious and athletic festivals held one held every 4 years at the sanctuary of Zeus in Olympia, Greece. Competition was among representatives of several city-states and kingdoms of ancient Greece. These games featured mainly athletic but also combat sports such as wrestling such as wrestling and the panc- and, and Pankration, P-A-N-K-R-A-T-I-O-N, horse and chariot racing events as well. It has, it has been widely written that during the Games, all conflicts among the participating city-states were postponed until the Games were finished. This cessation of hostilities was known as the Olympic Peace or the Olympic Truce. This idea is a modern... Mi- is a modern myth because the Greeks never suspended their wars this truth this the truth did allow those religious pilgrims who were traveling to Olympia to pass through warring territories unmolested because they were protected by Zeus. The origin of the Olympics is shrouded in mystery and legend. One of the most popular myths identifies Hercules and his father Zeus as a pro- as the progenitors of the Games. According to legend, it was Hercules who first called the Games Olympic and established the custom of holding them every four years. The myth continues that after Hercules completed his 12 labors, he built the Olympic Stadium as an honor to his father. Following its completion, he walked in a straight line for 200 steps and called this distance a stadion which later became a unit of distance. The most widely accepted inception date for the ancient Olympics is 776 BC. This is based on inscriptions found at Olympia, listing the winners of a foot race held every four years starting in 776 BC. The ancient games featured running events, a pentathlon consisting of a jumping event, discus, and javelin throws. Also a foot race and wrestling, boxing, wrestling, penkration, and equestrian events. Tradition has called it, has called, tradition, I keep saying called and it's not in the sentence there. I'm adding words where there, where there aren't words <laughs> to see that's what I mean, creating my own language. Tradition has it the Corobus, a cook from the city of Ellis, was the first Olympic champion. The Olympics were of were fundamental, import- fundamental religious importance, featuring sporting events alongside ritual sacrifices honoring both Zeus and, and Pelops, divine hero and mythical king of Olympia. Pelops was famous for his chariot race with King King O-E-N-O-M-A-U-S of Pisadus, the winners of the events were admired and immortalized in poems and statues. The games were held every four years, and this period, known as the Olympiad, uh, as the Olympiad, was used by Greeks as one of their units of time measurement. The games were a part. The games were a part of a cycle known as the Panhellenic Games, which included the Pyth- the Pythian Games and Nemean Games. And the Isthmian Games as well. The Olympic Games reached the height of their success in the sixth and fifth centuries B.C. But then gradually declined in importance as the Romans gained power and influence in Greece. While there is no scholarly census, consens- while there is no scholarly consensus as to when the games officially ended, the most commonly held date is 393 A.D when the Emperor Theodosius the, Theodosius I decreed that all pagan cults and practices be eliminated. Another date commonly cited as 426 AD, when his successor, Theodosius II, ordered the destruction of all Greek temples. That is just wildly, like I said, wildly interesting. Olympic history is incredible. It's just really interesting what what we get all the information from and what it comes from. It's just incredible. Various, and for the modern Olympic Games, various uses of the term Olympic to describe athletic events in the modern era have been documented since the 17th century. The first such event was, was the Cotswold Games, or Cotswold Olympic Games, an annual meeting near Chipping, Campton, England, Chipping, Campton, England involving various sports. It was first organized by the, law, by the lawyer Robert Dover between 1612 and 1642, with several later celebrations leading up to the present day. The British Olympic Association, in its bid for the 2012 Olympic Games in London, mentioned these games as the first stirrings of Britain's Olympic beginnings. La Olympiade de la Republique I took a lot of French in college, so I shouldn't have butchered that like I did. L'Olympiade de la République, a national Olympic festival held annually from 1796 to 1798 in revolutionary France, also attempted to emulate the ancient Olympic Games. The competition included several disciplines from the ancient Greek Olympics. The 1796 Games also marked the introduction of the metric system into sporting events. In 1834 and 1836, Olympic Games were held in a word that I'm going to butcher, R-A-M-L-O-S-A, and additionally in Stockholm in Sweden in 1843. All organized by Gustav Johann Chartu, Chartau, and others. At most, at most, twenty-five hundred spectators saw the games. In eighteen fifty, an Olympic class was started by, by William Penny Brookes, at, and, at Much Wenlock in Shropshire, England. I had lost my place again. Again, I took my notes from, the IOC the IOC's website, and the USOC's website, and also Wikipedia. So I was was writing, I was really psyched about what I was reading, and I kind of wrote so fast that it kind of looks like gibberish as I'm just glancing back at my notes right now. So bear with me, and I apologize. I greatly apologize. In 1850, an Olympian class was started by William Penny Brooks at Much Wenlock in Shropshire, England. In 1859, Brooks changed the name to the Wenlock Olympia Ga- Olympian Games. This annual sports festival continues to this day. The Wenlock Olympian Society was founded by Brooks on November 15, 1860. Between 1862 and 1867, Liverpool has held an annual, an annual Grand Olympic Festival, devised by John Hulley and Charles Mellie. These games were, were the first to be wholly amateur in nature and international in outlook. Although only gentlemen amateurs could compete, they had said. The program of the first modern Olympiad in Athens was in 1896. Was, it was almost ac- identical to that of the Liverpool Olympics. In 1865, Hully, Brooks, and E.G and E.G. Ravenstein founded the National Olympic Association in Liverpool, a forerunner of the British Olympic Association. Its articles of of foundation provided the framework for the International Olympic Charter. In 1866, a National Olympic Games in Great Britain was organized at London's Crystal Palace. The The history goes back really, really far. And it's really incredible. So it's really inc- uh, this. This I know. This is all from my brain, and I write it down really quickly. So hopefully you can follow me in here. But this is really just psyched me out. So I had to write this all down from my brain and memorized it. Greek history, Greek interest in reviving the Olympics, ga- reviving the Olympic Games, began with the Great War of Independence from the Ottoman Empire in 1821. It was first proposed by poet and newspaper editor P-A-N-A-G-I-O-T-I-S in his poem Dialogue of the Dead, published in 1833. Evangelos Zappas, a wealthy Greek-Romanian philanthropist, first wrote to King Otto of Greece in 1856, offering a permanent revival of the Olympic Games. The stadium chosen to host the Olympics in 1870 in and 1870, in 1875. 30 oh, Zappas founded the restoration of the ancient Panathenaic Stadium. The ancient P-A-N-A-T-H-E-N-A-I-C. I'm getting tongue-tied with all these ancient Greek words because there's a lot of consonants in there and my mouth is just not wrapping around it like I'd hoped it would. So, my apologies. So that's the stadium that hosted the Olympic Games in 1870 and 1875. See, I remembered all that, but I had to write it down just cuz I lost track of what I was going on. It was it is beyond it is beyond incredible the history of all this and the history of what the Olympic Games and what they meant to the ancient Greeks and what they came to mean in the modern Olympics in in every in every history. It is just, it's just is just beyond incredible and just really, really cool and really, really awesome. And there's nothing that whenever I hear the Olympic fanfare, which is was at the beginning of this episode, was composed by the same guy who did uh Star Wars and Jurassic Park, John Williams. Um uh, I have, it it makes me, it chokes me up. It brings kind of, honestly, a little bit of a tear to my eye. Because it's so much pride and so much, so much beauty. There's, we, like I said earlier, we as human beings are capable of so much, so much beauty and so much unity and so much incredible, unbelievable things that the Olympics is a show of that. Show of everyone people joining together to celebrate the best of the best to celebrate what average normal people can do if they push themselves and train and it's beyond beyond words it's beyond incredible (coughs) allergy cough sorry everyone thank you for sticking around thank you for hanging in there while I did that just watch go on YouTube and watch Maya Dorado swim watch the other events watch watch Mark Spitz from all the way back watch Michael Phelps Um, watch everyone it's just incredible what the Olympics the pride that it makes you feel it's just beyond words and just incredible so Thank you all so much for listening and hanging in here with me. There's gonna be a little bonus on the end of this episode here. Uh the the I was able to I was find a connection to the the Olympic theme from from Atlanta. But I couldn't download the whole thing. My producers just sent it to me. And you're gonna hear the Olympic theme that was at the ninety six Atlanta Olympics. Now, that event, my sister did the torch relay that ran the torch, the Olympic flame, across the country. And that was just an un- untold, unbelievable level of pride. To be able to, to, to hold that torch and to carry it, it's just beyond words. It's just beyond so incredible and so amazing. And I'm so, so proud of her. And am so proud of anyone who's able to do that. And... I'm gonna just comment on what my my I'm gonna comment on what one of my producers said. To be able to carry that torch and pass the flame along, and then be in the stadium and light the Olympic torch itself—just unimaginable pride and unimaginable words. She would have. She said she would have tears in her eyes, and just be so filled with with incredibleness and and beauty and everything. So yeah, thank you all for listening. Hang around for a little bit more on the end here. Thank you all for sticking in there. Check out the best podcast and best YouTube channel out there. True, true friends of this podcast. Check out Fantastic Cruising over on Apple Podcasts and all your favorite podcasting devices and services. Give them a five-star review. Head on over to YouTube. Look up Fantastic Studios. Give them a five-star review. and Give them comments. They'll love that to death. They are the greatest podcast out there. Give them a shout-out. True magic is more than tricks, it's more than smoke and mirrors, it's happiness and the joy of entertainment and fun. It's about believing in something that's fantasy and just here to make you smile. That's what makes a person truly gifted. They just want to make you smile, and Vegas has one of those kind, gifted people. Do yourself a blessing you'll never forget visit Jen Kramer at the Westgate. See her show and follow her on Twitter at Jen Kramer Magic. Please join me in supporting and giving to the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project. When you donate to the Pride Foundation, you join thousands of supporters, building a better, safer, more equitable world for LGBTQIA people and their families. Every gift, whether $1 or $1,000, makes an impact for real people and ripples outward into our communities. There are many different ways to join and help the fight. Also go on to their websites for the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project and donate and help in any way possible. The Trevor Project offers support and help for LGBTQIA youth all over the country and all over the world. Please show them some love and give them some support.